Welcome to Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, an intentional community of Catholic leaders. This is a space about Catholic leadership, but not for the parish or the dice. This is Catholic leadership for the world. Stay with us and allow us to share with you a vision handed to us by the Second Vatican Council to help advance the mission of the Church. It all boils down to one idea, engaging society as civic leaders. My name is Christopher Pereira, I'm your host, my co-host Erin Molling is also in the room. Hi Erin. Hello Christopher and good morning everyone. Before we start, if you could please take the time now to ping five people, five Catholic professionals who you know and follow in Clubhouse. Uh, that would be great because when you do this, not only are they invited, but their friends will be notified and attracted to join the room as well. Thank you, Erin. And if you're a regular follower of our room, you know that we have, along with the community we're creating here on Clubhouse, um, through this weekly room and part of the Catholic Professionals Club, uh, we also have a Telegram group. And we invite you to go into Erin and my bios. Please follow us here on Clubhouse and click on that link so that you can also join our Telegram group where you can interact with us in different ways and sort of enhance the experience that you're getting with uh, with this weekly conversation here on Clubhouse. And if you go now to our Telegram group, you will see the image of the week. Uh, as it has been the case uh, for the past few weeks, and it will be the case uh, at least for next week, and then we promise to resume to our regular programming, sort of uh, say. Uh, but what we are doing now is we're sharing a lot more in detail what the sort of the organization and, and the program that brought this clubhouse room to life is. And that is Tepeyac Leadership Initiative, a five-month civic leadership development program for, from which the whole concept for this weekly room, Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, was born. And also a book that Erin and I are putting the final touches on. Um, and we are, we'll be very excited to share with you once it's ready uh, for that, for, for consumption. But in the, in the uh, Telegram group, I have placed an image as the image of the week and it's an image that, that I think I was trying to, to, to find one and choose one because we have so many photographs from the different sessions of our program and one that, that encapsulates sort of like everything that we do. And it's, that, that would be such a hard thing to do. But this is one that definitely, definitely comes close and I really like. This is an image of Dr. Ryan Hanning. He is one of the two experts that every year joins us for our Virtuous Leadership Retreat. Virtuous Leadership Retreat. This is the highlight of the Tepeyac Leadership Initiative Program. It's a one-day retreat on a Saturday. It happens towards the uh, end, uh, towards the yeah, ending uh, of the program. When we're nearing the, the the end of the program, we get together in a retreat. Now that TLI takes on a virtual platform. Even though the sessions are virtual, and but live, as if they were in person, everything that happens is live, uh, we have kept the retreat in person. And I'm very excited to share that we're going to, starting in 2022, providing program participants the opportunity to do the retreat in person, either in Phoenix, Arizona, or Nashville, Tennessee. So exciting, because now participants actually have choices. And uh, we're very excited, but this image, is the image of this past retreat. 
in Phoenix, Arizona, in May of, of this uh, year, 2021, when Dr. Hanning is uh, addressing our program participants and going deep into the four cardinal virtues. So this is what we do through the Virtuous Leadership Retreat. I know that most Catholics have heard about the four cardinal virtues, but you've never heard of them the way that you would hear of them through TLI. Because what we do is we actually connect each of those virtues to the life of a, of a leader. And in a, on top of, of those, in addition to those, right above them, we build upon um, those four cardinal virtues and dwell into the two virtues that have, have been identified by our ex experts as the virtues of the heart or the virtues proper to a leader. The virtues that are proper to a leader, and hopefully uh, you are thinking right now and trying to guess which ones those are. If you have gone through the program, you would know that they are. The first one is, is very easy to, to guess, humility. It's, it's definitely a virtue that should be part of uh, every leader uh, leader's character. But the second one, really, to be re truly a virtuous leader, in addition to having grown in the four cardinal virtues and becoming a person of integrity, you need to uh, really excel in humility and magnanimity. You really, you need to really, really try to develop the virtue of magnanimity, which means to aspire to do great things, to have a big heart that aspires to great things. Great things, of course, for the glory of God and nothing else. So today, what we're going to do today is for, for the month of September to go a little more in-depth into what Tepeyac Leadership Initiative is the five-month leadership program that we're all, many of us in this community are part of. Um, we are going to go a little more in the actual program is like. We're going to talk about the admissions process. We're going to talk about the orientation. We're going to talk about the sessions. This is something that we don't do very often. Let me tell you, if you go into the tliprogram.org website, tliprogram.org website, you will realize that you will not find the curriculum anywhere. And it is like that by design. And, I, and let me tell you why. Uh, several reasons. One of them is really strategically. There's a level of intrigue that uh, is, is really, has really worked, out, worked for us from the beginning that is very helpful in getting people interested in the program. And they need to discover the program as they go through it. But the real reason behind it is that the entire uh, the origin of TLI and the reason why this program exists is really to fight the cultural battle, to fight the cultural war, to fight the, the war for truth, goodness, and, and beauty. And, and, and we know exactly if you're involved with your faith and with the community and you know the issues and you know about the culture of that and you know about all the ideologies that are, are passing out as, as truth in this uh, dictatorship of, of uh, relativity, well, we uh, are trying to fight that battle and bring Christ back to every space of secular life and, and become and, and invest in, in, in more influential Catholic leaders in civil society. That's what we're trying to do. So we know that as soon as, and I speak like this because I truly think like this, as soon as the forces of evil see us coming, there's going to be some pushback, and, and it's going to happen. It's bound to happen, and so we're trying to be strategic and just delay that process as much as we can. 
So we do not publish our curriculum, but we do talk about it, and we'll do that today. So I'd like to begin, and I'm, I'm very happy to see that Andreas, Lauren, Chris, Pedro, Gina, uh, we already have in the room so many of you who are graduates of the program, and, and later in the hour we'll, we'll invite you to come to the stage to talk about your experience in the program, and we'll, we want to talk about what really goes on in the program, right, through the sessions, about how you experience it. Um, but uh, I'd like to start by asking Erin, my co-host, who is also a graduate of TLI, to tell us a little bit, Erin, if you would, about the admissions process. How, for, and let's go back a little bit more. How do people hear about TLI, or how do you hear about TLI, Erin? Uh, and then what was it like for you to apply for admission and to be accepted into the program, just to get started in the program? Yeah, for sure. Um, my... I. That was actually a really good experience for me. Um, I found out about Tepeyac Leadership Initiative through um, my uh, full-time job, my place of employment, um, which is St. Vincent de Paul here in Arizona. And um, I was, I think I was only like a year in, maybe not even um, a year into my, uh, I was not, no, I was like six months into my time at St. Vincent de Paul, so I was very fresh um, in my job there, and I was, I had a lot of great mentorship, and they really focus on that when they bring in new um, employees, so one of the people who had been mentoring me um, reached out, I think he was actually on campus, just came over to my cubicle and and let me know that there was this uh, newer program. I think it had only, I think TLI had only been in existence for about a year at that point, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and it was through the diocese, and it sounded like something that I would be interested in and could really benefit from, especially being newer to um, St. Vincent de Paul and being a young professional, and obviously with my Catholic faith being so important and a priority. Um, so he approached me and just said, hey, I, I think you should look into this, and I think you should really apply. Um, and I, I was like, okay, cool. I've never heard of it before. Um, and so immediately looked at the website and was very intrigued, like Christopher said. Um, I, I think that the fact that the curriculum um, is not uh, posted anywhere is actually really smart, like uh, you were saying, Christopher, and it is very strategic because it does have that level of intrigue. I was very interested in the mission. Um, that really spoke to me. And... Um, just knowing that I was in a newer position, I had just moved back to Arizona from my previous job. Um, I was trying to kind of network and meet other people and, and kind of just get my foot in the door in, in meeting with other Catholics in the community, too. I hadn't really had a chance to do that um, for a while. Um, the whole thing was just very intriguing to me. So um, I ended up applying, and I... I actually enjoyed the application process. The questions really made me think about <laughs> who I am and what my priorities are, what my purpose is, what my missions, mission and goals are. Um, it was actually a very like helpful um, application because it really does make you discern um, whether this program is something that you can um, that you should and could uh, pursue, and for me, that answer was yes, but um, I, I really enjoyed the questions that they asked. So 
Um, that process went really well. I appreciated um, the intentional, um, the, the intentionality of the questions that are asked. And it really gets to the core of the person. It's not these like lofty or like vague, like, tell me about blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, do you stand with the Catholic Church in all of its teachings? Do you, um, I can't remember all of them, but it was like very poignant and very like precise and specific. And it was good because I really, um, I just appreciated that and probably needed that too. Um, so great application process. And then, um, when I was asked to come in for an interview, I, uh, was a little nervous because I didn't really know what that was going to be like. And I hadn't, I mean, I had done an interview for St. Vincent de Paul, but it ended up being a very informal process. So quite honestly, I hadn't done a very like formal interview in a few years. So I was kind of nervous about that, but the interview was great. Um, I can't remember the two individuals who interviewed me, but they, I remember them being very welcoming, very open, very honest, um, very complimentary. Like I was, I was nervous, but I was confident in my answers and they're just very, yeah, just calm. And, you know, they, they listen and they actually, they dive deeper into the things that you, uh, share in your answers. And, um, at the end of the interview, I was very confident, but, you know, I didn't know how many other people had applied and I didn't know how many people they were actually accepting. So, um, just prayed about it a lot, put it into God's hands. Cause at that point, that's all I could do. Um, and was very excited when I, I can't remember if it was a phone call or an email, but, um, got accepted and, um, yeah, was ready to start a couple months after that. So, um, just a really, I just think like that word intentional keeps coming to mind. The, the application process is just very intentional. And I know that's on purpose, um, because Christopher and, and those who are on the board and everything have designed this program to be intentional in so many ways. So I think the applications process really speaks to that. Um, and really just, it, it, probably helps <laughs> decide who it, who truly should be in this program and who should not. So um, that was my experience. Uh, it was wonderful, as you can tell, <laughs> and I am sure nothing has changed, nothing about it has changed, so I'm sure it is just as great. Um, so thank you for letting me share, Christopher. Thank you, Erin, and in a second, I'd love to hear from some of the Tepeyac leaders in the room. Uh, welcome, Maria, by the way. Thank you for joining us uh, about their experience applying for the program. Uh, you know, let me tell you, there is, it, it is no mystery. Well, it shouldn't be a mystery. We often talk about it openly, and I can tell you right now what it is that we're looking for in the admissions process, okay? This is why we have an admissions process, and you, you don't just sign up or raise there for TLI. There is an admissions process, and believe it or not, people do, uh, are, uh, people are filtered out of the admissions process. Yeah. It is a reality every year. Uh, and and what are we looking for? So at DLI, we want to build Catholic leaders. And we have, as those of you have, who have gone through the program know that the program is intense and it can be overwhelming. We have a lot to give you and go through and process. And, and, and we just don't have time for troublemakers. We just don't have time for that. Now, you know, what I mean by that is our... our our program needs to be uh, program cohorts need to be needs to be comprised of people who love the faith, love God, and want to be servant, virtuous Catholic leaders in civil society. You know, anybody that's 
trying to, or to check out the program or experience the program for any other reason would only be dis disruptive to the class. And we're trying to, to filter that out through the admissions process. So we're looking for two things. We call them heart and action. By heart, what we mean is we are looking for Catholic professionals whose hearts are in the right place. They're ready to receive what we want to give them. They accept all of the teachings of the church, not pick and choose, but all of them, even if they don't understand it. It's not about level of formation either. It might be that you have very advanced formation or very, or you're lacking much in your formation, but if you have that submission and obedience to the teachings of the church and you just accept everything that the church presents to you as truth, which is what we're going to present through the program, only church teaching, uh, then you, your heart is in the right place, right? What we're looking for, what we're looking for. By action, what we mean is we're looking for Catholic professionals who are ready to roll up their sleeves and serve and do something with what we're going to give them. We have intentionally designed TLI not to be one of those programs that people do just to check on a box, feel good about themselves, and then it's business as usual. That's not TLI. We, we, we work very hard at not letting our program be that type of program. So again, hard and action is what we're looking for, and that's where we have that, uh, that very, uh, uh, well, we have the admissions interview and the application and their, the entire process. But Chris is on the stage, and I'd love to hear from you, Chris, uh, just quickly about your experience applying for the program. Yes, thank you. And um, shout out to uh, Christopher for um, his encouragement to be a part of the program as well. Um, uh, so I, I, I fell kind of um, into understanding or getting to know the program by accident a little bit. But what was interesting is maybe it wasn't an accident because I was really seeking something that was for lay Catholic professionals um, in the leadership space. And uh, I was, uh, I didn't necessarily go to like Tony Robbins seminars or anything, but I had seen him speak several times at other kind of functions that I do with my industry and as well as other speakers that are, you know, big into business leadership and that sort of thing. And one of the things that I felt was missing the entire time was like this, this question that kept nagging me, to what end am I trying to accomplish these goals? To what end am I, do I need to try to crush it in my goals and make a lot of money and, you know, develop these partnerships and do all these different things. And I couldn't see any type of end that, that would serve the purpose of God. And I wouldn't say I was necessarily like fully formed in my faith either during those times. Um, I mean, I was, I was just starting to kind of get back into my faith, you know, several years ago. Uh, and so when I came across this program, it was kind of by, I don't want to say by accident, but I just happened to see a flyer at my parish at St. Paul's when I was in the vestibule while my son was uh, crying during mass. And um, so I was just hanging out in the vestibule while the homily was going on, and I saw this brochure, and I picked it up and was kind of reading it, and I realized, like, you know, this this is kind of cool. This might be something that um, might fit the bill. I don't know. And uh, so I, I went and checked it out on Facebook. I just followed the page and just didn't really go any further into it, but it looked interesting. And um, next thing you know, there was this open house uh, for TLI, and this was, I think, back in 2019. Um, and so I went to it, and uh, I was really impressed with um, the, the panel of speakers just talking about their experience. They were TLI graduates themselves. They were talking about the program and really emphasizing how it was a program 
to help a, a Catholic professional uh, live their faith openly um, and and be formed in such a way where they can they they bridge their faith with their professional life. And it's not it wasn't centered around you have your faith life and then you have your secular life. It was centered around bringing the two together because it's really all in the same thing. Your work is a part of your what you're here to do, um, you know, by design. Uh, your vocation in, in life is is a part of that work and a part of you know how we're supposed to evangelize in some way in the world. And so what I really grasped grabbed from that is everybody who was going through the program had some level of deepening of their faith in some way, whether that was um, continual prayer um, and reflection and contemplation, and um, and then they were taking action on top of it and and doing the things they set out to do uh, in their commitments. They were already taking those steps, and they were taking those steps in faith with God that God will help them along the way, and that it's okay. But they had the confidence in the in the formation of the program itself, with the information, the content to go out in the world and to be able to, you know, speak openly about these issues. And so, I wanted that. I wanted that because I was in a point where it's like. I, I'm I'm in a business where it's sales, you know, I gotta develop relationships all the time, but, but people are always like not necessarily turning me down, but they're just always they're like there's always some sort of conniving kind of agenda in the background with people's motives and, and I was falling into that. It's like I wanna separate myself from that and I wanna make sure I'm doing good for for the kingdom of God in, in some way here on earth. And so um I, I joined the program. I, I applied. It was a, a good application process, I thought. Um, it was well thought out. I had COVID when I did my virtual interview. Um, fortunately, it was mild, but uh, it was. Um, it, it seemed to be well received. And um, I, like Aaron mentioned before with the questions, I mean, they do make you think. And um, the, the good thing is, like, I was kind of in that state of, like, I really needed to, to contemplate these issues. Like, I'm kind of at this crossroads in my professional life and my family life of, like, where do I go from here? I'm, I feel like I'm spinning out of control trying to volunteer and serve in all these different capacities, but to what end am I serving for? And and where do I go? And and so the formation was was helpful in um, in promoting kind of that that mission and that that goal. And so um, I, I would say that if you're, I mean, just from my experience, uh, it's for any Catholic professional, absolutely. But it's definitely um, centered and, and um, reserved for those Catholics who um, desire to grow in relationship to God and desire to live out their faith openly, right? If, if, and if you have hesitation about that, that's okay. But if you have that desire and that will in your heart and you're constantly trying to reorient your, your life around the faith of the church and living the church, the church teachings, then you, you, you need to be a part of the program. Because this is only going to deepen and enliven it, and so um, I, uh, I think my favorite sessions, uh, the retreat by uh, by all means. I mean, I loved the talks about virtue and magnanimity. Um, you know, I I'm slowly reading Virtuous Leadership by Alex Havard, and it's it's because I, I like I like to chew on the what I'm reading throughout the day, and I'm reading like maybe four or five pages at a time. But I mean, there's so much stuff there, and that leadership uh, retreat, that that one day retreat, was just so powerful. And I mean, I was I was just so excited after that. Um, that was one of my favorite sessions. But then um, outside of that, I, I enjoyed the sessions uh, that discussed kind of a lot of the issues we face already today in the political climate, um, the media, um, the... 
Um, the, the issues going on with like the school systems and, and school boards, um, you know, just uh, the pro-life uh, endeavors um, that there was one talk uh, I remember that really kind of hit home for me. It was on leisure. Um, and we talked about Joseph Peeper's, uh, you know, kind of leisure and, and his, his ideas around that and how it recharges us. Right. And so that was, I needed that so much because I'm just, I'm always busy and, and everything that I do. So um, it helped me see, like, I don't need to be busy, uh, busy for the sake of being busy. I need to be busy for the sake of, of serving the purposes that God has set out for me to do. So I'm Chris and I'm done speaking. Thank you so much for that, Chris. That, that was such a great, great uh, testimonial on your own experience uh, applying for the program and then uh, experience, experiencing it. I would love to hear it. I don't want to do uh, too much talking. I would love to hear uh, from some of the graduates in the in the room about their uh, perception or, or uh, memory of the orientation, which is the very first session. Once you start the program, your very first session is the orientation, where we really laid out sort of the format and, and the vision and the rules, right? <laughs> Any volunteers, uh, and, and uh, we have Maria, Gina, Andres, uh, Pedro. We haven't heard much from, from Maria, Pedro, or Gina lately. Um, I know Andres as a facilitator. Uh, oh, here we go, Gina. Thank you for joining the stage. We'd love to hear uh, from you, uh, your experience with the orientation. Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you for having me on the platform. I have been absent. I've been working a lot in the office, but today it's very quiet. I am in the office, so I'm speaking quietly. Hopefully you can hear me well. Um, I did not know what to expect from TLI, other than I know that it has been something that I had seen and I wanted to participate. I didn't know if I would fit the bill, per se. Um, and my it kind of it was almost like we were renewing our baptismal vowels um, and it gave me that solidifying feeling that while this is a development like professional development it had an extreme not not the words it was I was extremely comforted that it was with the Catholic lens um, because I work in a secular world um, coming from a Catholic high school and so um, it's very different and it was the reassurance that I needed that I am in the right place um, and it's important to use that lens in everything I do every day at a public university and I'm done thank you Gina thank you very much and I know exactly what you mean as a as a, um, as a professor you often uh you often see that that uh, people are uh, Catholics are are really leaving their values behind. And I remember you bringing that up so many times and, and through your experience at the university. So I'm so glad that TLI did that for you. I would love to hear from anybody else on on the on the. And I think we have somebody. Help me out. Oh. Help me out, uh, Aaron, with bringing people up because for some reason my app is sometimes not working when I'm trying, I'm trying to bring people up to the stage. But um, what was your, your experience like beginning the program, exploring the first the orientation, the first two participants? Um, we, we allow program participants to miss up to three sessions if they have to. 
but the truth is that by week two or three, you hooked. Uh, the program is so engaging. The discussions are, are so engaging. So, was that what you experienced? Was it different? Uh, what was it like for you, Maria, Lauren, Andres? What was it like for you? I, I would love to hear from you. And I know that some people, while I wait for you to come up to the stage, some people are are listening about TLI. You know, I don't want to over romanticize TLI. We were not trying to do that. We really want to show it for what it is, right? We uh, TLI is a, is a, a program that is that is very intentional about uh, equipping and sending off its graduates with a very concrete mission and that is to become Catholic leaders in civil society that, that's, that's what TLI is uh, so I don't want to you know make it sound it, uh, or turn it into this uh, transcendent up high about the, in the cloud sort of concept uh, but it is a program that we feel very passionate about and we're here to to tell you of it. Let me tell you, uh, I look at all of you in the audience, I know several of you have a beautiful formation. And and uh, among the many things that I encounter every year when we're recruiting for the program are some people who have just had terrific formation, just, you know, just, just a beautiful experience of faith formation in their lives. Maybe grew up in a solid Catholic household, went to Catholic high school and and then university and and they just know the faith you know often when i encounter these catholics uh, who possess this this great formation young catholics who are very well formed they tell me uh, mm, well i'm not sure that TLI has anything for me because i already know the faith pretty well and i'm thinking i'm living it out pretty well i think that what TLI does is connect the dots. And TLI, I often say, is not really catechesis, theology, or philosophy. You have programs out there that do that very, very well. Uh, that's not what we do. What, what, though you'll find catechesis, theology, and, and philosophy sprinkled throughout the content, what we really do is we bring down to the practical level, to the application level, the teachings of the church. What does it mean to be a Catholic leader in education, healthcare, business, government? news media, philanthropy, board service, how do you apply Catholic social doctrine to all of these areas, business, uh, of secular life, in practice, what does it look like? So we, we put in front of the program participants, we bring in front of them every week, uh, two or three season, really top-notch Catholic leaders, Catholic experts, professionals, who either are or have been there in the trenches and have the battle scars to show it, right? So the way we teach leadership is by example, by showing you how others have done or how others are doing it and telling you how you could do it. So I really do think, and, and this is everything that has happened since we started with TLI five years ago. It's really all the hand of God. It's, it's all, we, we really have just tried not to get in the way, his way and our ladies' intercession. Um, because we, we find that that this is what the program does for, for the participants. It really shows them how to apply the teachings of the church in, the profession, in their professional lives as leaders, intentionally as leaders. So our big thing is board service, board service. Most of our program participants, when they come to the program, they might have some board experience, some might not have any board experience at all. We really, as the program has developed, 
we have understood that this is really uh, one of the core areas of the program. So re we really hammered that message that board serving leadership happens. Board service is where, uh, where people can uh, actually exert influence in the culture. And, and Chris, I think you have something you wanna you wanna share with us, please. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, on that note, on board service, um, I had I, I had experience on on boards before being a part of the program, and after the program, it just kind of enhanced kind of that ex that overall um, experience itself, as far as what more I can offer, what more that I can have a voice in and say. And so, um, I'm, I'm currently serving. I'm still serving as a board of director here at the local chamber of commerce nonprofit organization that I'm also, I was appointed to um, uh, a plan, a village planning committee here in the city of Phoenix, which I mean, to be honest, has no power at all, but um, there's still, you know, a voice there uh, that can provide input, you know, to planning, planning and development in, uh, in my community, which is good. And, and really it's not so much of like, that's just the one thing that's fulfilling my commitment. It's a stepping stone um, for, you know, maybe something much greater down the road. And so um, just to kind of highlight that, you know, my, my commitment um, that I uh, announced uh, was to engage um, with my local elected officials and their offices and build relationships with them um, for the opportunity to be open for appointments to different commissions or boards that are available that, that they are seeking appointments for. And down, um, your state representatives, whether they're city councilors or they're the state, your state legislators, they actually are often looking for people to serve and volunteer on different types of committees and commissions um, for whatever agendas that are coming or legislation that's coming down the road, um, or or city ordinances or or state, you know, law, whatever the case is, and to provide input in that. So. Um, that's actually an area of need because a lot of times they will appoint people that they know because there's just so few that are willing to do that kind of thing. And so um, being a part of that process is important. Um, and that's kind of the direction I went and, and staying open to the idea of maybe running for office one day because ultimately that's where it could lead. Um, but not, um, but not basically not shutting myself off from that. Um, but uh, one of the things that I want to kind of just highlight too with the program that I experienced firsthand was um, just how open are and willing to speak with you outside of the class. Um, many times they provide you, actually all the time they provided you their direct contact information and I actually had an experience where I was in the middle very, very concerned about it um, and, and I recognized from the beginning that in the orientation, especially the first couple of weeks, you know how people talk about safe spaces of sorts. Um, it was kind of like one of those Catholic safe spaces. Open about your faith. okay, like and you could express concerns, and and it was okay because we have um, you know other Catholics in the room that are uh, honestly experiencing the same things, and then we have a speaker who you know can help us shed light on maybe what the are how we can you know, get through it. And it wasn't just a, a simple conversation of just pray about it, which is maybe what you might hear at the parish level all the time. It was really like, okay, what can we practically do to um, to maybe change that? Or, or how can we maybe form ourselves better around this issue? And so I, I did reach out to one of the speakers, um, in addition to my mentor in the program, 
to go over kind of my job change situation and, and kind of what was really concerning and on my mind about the switch and stuff. And it was uh, it was instrumental in kind of my decision making process. It helped me, um, you know, spiritually just kind of understand what it is I need to really focus on and and practically too what I need to do to make sure uh, things go well and, and run smoothly and just understanding where where I fit in and that whole scope. So um, the the program is a uh, is outstanding in um, um, you know, giving you access to those uh, opportunities of, of that type of mentorship and direction. Um, I've also have made some really good friends out of the program, and uh, just had lunch with them, one of them yesterday, and um, later on today, about to you know connect with another one uh, from the program. So um, it's uh, there's there's much more depth there too um, that you know can serve a, a purpose of um, not just. You know, I, we focus on the formation, but there's there's also kind of that community after the fact that can, that continues to be a part of of your life. Um, and in the short time that you know since I graduated this year, that we were still pretty strong and staying connected and and uh, keeping up with each other. So, uh, I'm Chris. Thanks for having me speak. Thank. That's that's so helpful uh, when you relate with, with the way that the program has uh, impacted your life. Uh, at this point, I'd like to ask Erin, if you would, could you speak a little bit um, uh, what the curriculum looks like, right? Uh, we certainly don't want to give it all away, but uh, just enough so that people understand what the sort of uh, themes for each of the sessions and the different presentations with teams, sort of the caliber of the speakers, what the different, uh, what the format looks like, right? What the interactions and everything we do and and, and I know that you did the program in person, but I can tell you, everything that you did in person, Erin, were able to truly translate, transfer the entire in-person experience uh, into the virtual platform. Even the, the breakout rooms throughout the session, we can do that virtually as well, and the one-on-one -on -one interactions. So if you could share a little bit about it, Erin. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yes. So the program itself, what does it kind of look like on a week-to-week -week basis and some of the um, topics, everything, like uh, Christopher said, I won't give too much away, um, but yeah, so I, when I did it in person in Phoenix a couple years ago, um, I, I really enjoyed the format, you know, it was... Uh, I think at the time it was a few hours um, once a week at night, um, and every week was different. Every week was a brand new topic, and there was a lot to learn in the time. Many of the topics that are covered in the program are a lot of the topics that we've actually discussed in this clubhouse room. Um, so, of course, there's a lot of overlap because our missions are um, the same. So, um, but I, I like, I think I said last week or, yeah, last week, um, that I was kind of one of those people who um, was very blessed to have good Catholic growing up and then um, even intensified um, in my college years and then with the um, job I had before St. Vincent de Paul. So I felt like I had a pretty good handle on uh, what TOI could teach me. I still obviously really wanted to go through the program. And I was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
I was very surprised by how much I still had to learn. And that was probably the time of my life where I was like, I'm literally never going to stop learning um, about everything. So it was very humbling. Um, Christopher mentioned humility. The program's definitely very humbling because um, everyone, of course, is coming into it with their own backgrounds. But um, for those of us who, like me, were um, like, okay, I got this. I've been pretty well formed. I don't think much is going to surprise me, but obviously I'm here to learn and meet people and, and, um, and grow in, in whatever way that the Lord wants me to. Um, I learned a lot. So each week was not only humbling and informational, but also just very, um, edifying. I, I do stand with the church in all of its teachings. I've never um, ordered um, the truth of the Catholic Church and why it um, believes what it believes and why the magisterium is in existence because it's it's beautiful and it's amazing and we have so much um, so much truth um, in our in our faith and we're so blessed by it. So I, I never questioned anything, but it was really beautiful to learn um, even more in depth about each of the topics. So for example, um, I'll just name a few. Um, one of the weeks of course was human dignity, which we all know what that is, but, um, to, to go even more in depth into that and not, not just in talking about, um, the unborn or, or the elderly, but just talking about human dignity in general. I think we forget like, Obviously, there's an important cultural war being um, for the lives of the unborn, and there's um, important cultural wars being fought for different aspects of human dignity. But when you look at the whole person and why human dignity, like, is what it is, and then, of course, talking about that through the Catholic lens, it was just very eye-opening and beautiful to, to understand that, um, the depth of that, of that phrase that we just so often... Um, think of, you know, oh, that's just the pro-life movement, or oh, that's just this. No, it's the whole person for their entire life, and what does that really look like um, lived out? So that was um, one, and of course, Catholics in the Public Square was another one. Um, Like we always say, TLI is not a political organization, but it is important to talk about our role as Catholics in um, in the issues of, of the current times. So that was a, another wonderful week. And then probably the week that I learned the most was Catholic social teaching. <laughs> um, and, of course, we've hosted rooms about that before. But, boy, oh, boy, I, I thought I knew what that was all about, and I certainly had a lot more to learn. Uh, those are just a few examples, of course, but the speakers themselves are amazing. Christopher has done such a great job of choosing and inviting uh, speakers each week on each of these topics um, who are very, very um, well, well-versed and experts in these specific issues and these fields and everything. So um, there, is, there is so much um, 
there's a lot of connections that you can make too with with the speakers and I was able to um, meet with and, and reconnect with some of them who I had known previously as well but that's another amazing part of this is the speakers are just incredible and you not only are you learning from them and connecting with them but now you have someone you can go to um, post TLI to to endeavor into these topics further or, or have conversations or what whatever that may be for you so um, that's really a beautiful part of it too. I'm not sure if I'm like doing what you want me to do, Christopher, but I, <laughs> I was trying to kind of expand on some of the, um, what it looks like, but if there's anything else you want me to touch on, I'd be happy to. No, you did. That was perfect. Erin. we, we only want to give uh, sort of like a small taste, right. Of, of what the problem, um, the problem feels like and looks like on the inside. Uh, but I want to invite Maria and I, I did prevent with her. <laughs> to come up to the stage and tell us a little bit about her experience with with um, with the retreat, the retreat, which is of course everybody's favorite component of the program. And I think perhaps Maria, because she told me she wants to come up to talk. Uh, Maria, are you having a hard time uh, coming up to the stage? Uh, you can write to me uh, on the on the inbox if that's the case. But uh, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about what the retreat was to you. For most of the program participants, it has been the highlight of the program, and this is why we have to talk about it as such, because for, this is pretty much for everyone the case, that the retreat was really very powerful. Many many of the program participants, uh, you know, the report really, really uh, being able to connect everything at the retreat, and, and for some even, it, what it did is, is it, it actually showed them uh, what God wanted of them. It, it's amazing how God works because, uh, you know, we're, we're just bringing a couple of speakers, <laughs> great speakers. Uh, and But you know what? Jesus Christ is in the midst of everything we're doing because the retreat, we start our virtuous re leadership retreat with Mass and we end with one of my favorite things to do after Mass which is adoration, one hour of adoration and benediction. And what a powerful send-off that is to me. And I've experienced the retreat so many times because uh, because I'm with you when it's happening. Maria, welcome to the stage. Tell us about the retreat, Maria. Yes, hello. <laughs> this is my first experience using Clubhouse, so please excuse me. Um, I The retreat was, I mean, you just have to go. <laughs> they really aren't... To sum it up in words, does it do it justice? But truly, what it comes down to is just everything you've been waiting for. Um, it, Christopher does an excellent job at getting the speakers to come and then teach you about yourself and how to pragmatically and actually go forth and spread the word um, about your faith, how to do it as a professional, how to you know, work with your little idiosyncrasies, um, find your virtues, work out the vices that can come and that you get haunted with regarding said virtues, because we all have those. Um, and I just, I really adored the way that everything happened. It was, um, it was just perfect. I mean, I really, I wish I could express to you what it feels like, but I'm struggling to do that right now. But truly, it is the culmination of the entire program. Um, and I, that's not to say the program is not worth your time there, but 
Most definitely. Learning about yourself in such a pragmatic way, in such a Catholic way, in such a poignant way is so important, uh, specifically as young adults or professionals going into the field and carrying this mission of the church. And it's a really beautiful way to bring Christ without being big and ostentatious. It's Christ for the world now, right? It's little ways to bring him with you as you. Um, and that's what I got out of the retreat, uh, amongst a lot of opportunity to spend with my peers, talk about it, get to know them. That was really wonderful, the networking opportunities, and then to build friendships. I have some excellent friendships in 2018. Thank you so much, Maria. That was, that was perfect. I just wanted to see your own perception and, and experience of it. And we have in the stage Lauren now. I, I would love to hear from you about the retreat as well, Lauren. Good morning. Um, the retreat was, um, it was, it was a day going very quickly. Um, but what I probably appreciated most about it, and I think Maria just touched on it slightly, was uh, the ability to have some additional time to uh, talk with other people who are in my cohort. Um, I was part of the 2019 cohort in Phoenix uh, with Aaron. And it was, um, I remember going in saying I want to sit next to someone who I hadn't really had a lot of time to speak with, and and I did. And so to have that time to talk about what, um, what was being discussed and to talk about everything was great, but to even just have that personal, you know, interaction, I think was just really lovely to have that extra additional time uh, with everyone else was probably what I... Uh, remember the most and, and really took from it uh, to this point. Thank you so much, Lauren. And, and yeah, like I, like I was saying, uh, it is different for everybody, but the retreat really does um, does bring it all together and it, it does touch participants in, in different ways. And, and all of them, of course, are beautiful and very positive ways that helps them to become Catholic leaders in, in civil society. You know, and something that I've discovered uh, when doing this room with you, Erin, is that uh, very often program participants, when the program is about to end, they're a little sad because because that that wonderful experience that they just went through, it's, it's coming to an end. And like all good things when they are about to end, we, we get a little sad. And everybody's asking about what's next, what other opportunities are to continue growing and engaging and have fellowship and, and all of that. And we, we've had some, and we have some avail some of those available. But I realized only recently after doing this room with you, Eric, which was the, the purpose of the room really was to find another avenue to promote the, the vision and the mission of TLI uh, and then the, the work that we're putting together. But I realized that this weekly room becomes an, extage, an extension of TLI. And this is how we're going to present, and go, present it going forward. So I only see this room growing and, and, and continue to flourish because future graduates will understand that they can find their peers and other Tepeyac leaders every week and many other Catholic professionals who have experienced TLI every week here at Clubhouse at, during our Catholic leadership for civil society. So it has become the continuation 
the extension of the program. The program doesn't really end, doesn't really have to end. The program is meant to be a one-time experience. You're in, you're out, you're down. Very powerful. At times, overwhelming. Uh, once you have finished the program, you can continue to be uh, reminded of that which the program taught you will seek out intentionally to become a Catholic leadership in civil society. You can do that by joining the, the weekly rooms here on Clubhouse, right? And with that, I think, I think we uh, are probably at a good time to come to that summary that you always do. great things to cover today. Thank you all for coming up on stage and sharing your personal testimonies about TLI. It was uh, really fun to hear your all of your different experiences um, and then, yeah, just to be re-inspired about it all. So thank you. Um, so, of course, today was just talking, um, going a little bit deeper, doing a deep dive into Tepeyac Leadership Initiative. Um, and we certainly had a lot of amazing things shared. So, um, sorry, our coffee maker is beeping in the background. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we started off just by sharing just some things that we focus on in TLI, some of the very important priorities. Um, one of those is, is talking about and hearing about and learning about the virtues. Um, Christopher shared that there was, that our image of the week was um, one of our speakers, Dr. Ryan Hanning, talking about the cardinal virtues and how those apply to the life of a leader. And that is just one of the many amazing things that you get to um, learn about yourself uh, during this program. So that was... Um, how we kind of started off and then talking about also the virtues that are proper to a leader so of course there are these cardinal virtues but there are so many other ones um specifically humility and magnanimity <laughs> um we talk about those a lot in this room and they are so important for um, catholic leadership for civil society and tepiac leadership initiative so we really focus on those two virtues and I think a lot of us um, who spoke today about our experience really, um, I think humility and magnanimity came through in what we were sharing about our experiences. So um, definitely an important part of the program. Um, the TLI curriculum is not posted anywhere, mainly to maintain intrigue and be strategic um, to to in, in, engage people in, in our mission, mainly. Um, instead of just, okay, well, this is what you're going to do. Do you want to do it or not? No, we have something more important to share with you. We have a mission. Do you want to be part of that mission? And if so, then this curriculum is going to work just fine for you. Um, we're here to fight the cultural war uh, with the truth, beauty, and goodness of the Catholic faith. So that is what TLI is here to do. Um, TLI is necessary because um, Christopher, uh, I'm going to quote him, he said, we live in a dictatorship of relativity. Um, relativism in our culture today, and um, that is not something that the Catholic Church uh, <laughs> really uh, does well with. We, well, we do well with it. We, we do well by fighting it, but um, there is definitely um, something much more important um, to be talking about and doing in relativity, and relativism is not that. Um, TLI wants to build Catholic leaders. That's, that's what we are here to do. And of course, um, through today, hopefully we shared how we do that. <laughs> um, 
The cohorts are comprised of people who not only love God, but also who purposefully want to follow him. Um, so we focus on heart and action. Those are the two things that we, we really, um, that the program really um, focuses on for all of its participants. Um, we accept people uh, who accept all of the Catholic Church's teachings and who are ready to roll up their sleeves and serve. Now, um, that you believe all the church's teachings, but you just don't quite understand them fully. That's okay. Um, obviously, we're all here to learn, but there's that desire or that intention to um, understand and believe in all of the church's teachings. Um, Chris, uh, you did such a great job of sharing your experiences. I wanted to hone in on some of the things you said. Um, you shared that TLI does a really good job of bridging the faith, your faith life, work life, and personal life all together. Um, I think that's such a, a great way to summarize the program as well. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and then you also shared that everyone in the program deepens their faith and then takes action based on that deepening of their faith, which I think is so true and um, just goes to show with our uh, commitments that we make at the end of the program and share with everyone at our TLI graduation. It's, um, it's just a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it, but that's the way that we kind of encompass that and then move forward with um, living that out. So thanks for sharing that. Um, TLI is reserved for those Catholics who desire to grow in their relationship with God and live their faith openly. Uh, that's what you shared, Chris, and couldn't agree more. Um, Gina, I loved how you shared um, your experience of orientation. You said that you weren't really sure if you would fit the bill, so to speak, but at orientation, um, felt like they, that everyone was almost renewing their baptismal vows, and that's when you knew the program would be through a truly Catholic lens, and, and you were definitely meant to be there, um, so thank you for sharing that, so, uh, uh, we're, we're very, uh, grateful for your vulnerability and sharing kind of how you approach the program, um, because it is, it's different for everyone, you know, there, since there is that, unknown of, okay, what exactly am I going to learn? There's, there's so many unknowns um, as you enter that first orientation. So thanks for sharing that. Um, Chris, you also mentioned that the network and friends uh, that we gain through the program is super impactful, and you're still hanging out and, and meeting up with um, the people that were in your cohort. So I love, I love that you brought that into this conversation. Thank you. Um, Maria, you shared uh, about the retreat experience, and I grabbed that the retreat um, – shows you little ways to bring God with you as you. And I love that. I think that's so beautiful. So thank you for capturing the retreat so um, so honestly experience with everyone. And last but not least, Lauren, um, you shared a lot of great things that you really were intentional about trying to sit with people whom you hadn't spoken to or hadn't really spoken much during the um classes and, and being able to just interact with everyone in the class was very um, profound and, and impactful for you. So thank you for sharing that as well as everything else you said. So that is everything I was able to take down today. Thank you, Christopher, for letting me share, and uh, I'll pass it back to you. Thank you so much, Sherry, and I was uh, cracking up at, at myself. 
as I often do when I realize how I have accidentally butchered the English language. Because earlier you made me realize, Erin, that when I said uh, uh, <laughs> dictatorship of relativity, I was not referring to Einstein's theory of general relativity. I was <laughs> referring to relativism which is what, of course, uh, Pope Benedict uh, spoke about so very often. You will find out that if I ever speak Spanish, I do it a lot better than when I speak in English here. At the, at the, if, you, if you ever hear me speak Spanish, I have a better command of that language. But uh, thank you, everybody, for joining the conversation and, and enriching it today. Please, uh, I want to ask you in closing to follow us, Erin and I, and I invite you to keep the conversation going through our Telegram group. So if you follow us right on our bios, Erin's and my bio, you can find uh, the direct link to our Telegram group. And, uh, and you can join us and participate there as well. And please join, do join the Catholic Professionals Club here on Clubhouse. It's very important that you do that. Join us live on Clubhouse Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. If you like what you heard here today, listen to it again. Or share it through our weekly podcast. You can find it on all platforms. Just look for Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. I'm very excited to tell you that our TLI Open House, virtual open house, is coming up Friday, October 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, which is, I think, 4 p.m. For, for the Pacific Coast. And you can find your time zone in between. But hopefully you can join us for one hour and a half where we'll really dwell into the program. We'll bring some uh, key people to give some testimonials about TLI. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just very excited about it. It's going to be a hybrid event. So if you're in Phoenix, you can join in person and the entire country can join virtually. And uh, just in closing, remember what we're doing here. It's not about a program. It's not about a room either. It's not about a book. It's, it, it really is Christ-centered. It's about... Ultimately, it's about winning souls for Christ. But how are we going to do it? Well, we are convinced, we, we, we believe that the Second Vatican Council has showed us the way for us, the lady, to help advance the mission of the church by becoming leaders in society, people who will step up and speak up and act on all of those areas that are so badly needed are, and crying out for intervention and for action. Remember, this is an invitation to step into the leadership role that God has for each one of us in civil society. Why? Just look at the world. If not now, when? And if not us, then who? Have a wonderful week. God bless.